You probably know someone who has this. It is the seventh leading cause of death globally, the major cause of disability and dependence among people over the age of 55. And there are 55 million people today suffering with this. What am I talking about? Dementia. Welcome to the Mavericks of Senior Living show today. We're going to be talking with Dementia Darling about how we break the stigma around dementia. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. We are delighted to have Dignity Hospice sponsor our show this month. Dignity Hospice of Colorado shares our passion and drive to serve humanity with honor, love, and care. They continually examine the way things have always been done and unceasingly improve the care they provide. As one of the largest privately owned hospice organizations in the state, Dignity's service offerings and consistencies have continually placed them at the top of the preferred provider choice list in many communities. Pro tip, they are one of the select few hospice organizations that offer six to seven CNA visits per week. This, along with massage therapy and one to two RN visits a week, truly allows Dignity Hospice to provide exceptional care to their patients. Dignity serves patients and their families across the Denver area from Castle Rock to Fort Collins. Dignity Hospice is a bright spot in the field of senior care in every sense of the word. Wow. As always, thank you to Dignity. And today, I mean, I'm very excited for our guest, Dementia Darling, Miss Carrie Alberts. I hope I didn't screw that last name up. <laughs> Good job. Uh, uh, Carrie, I cannot thank you enough for, for being here, obviously for your advocacy, for your training, for your education, and just your overall insights that you provide for families, professionals, and everyone. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here, and I want to thank both of you for all that you do. It's really important to raise up voices and to talk about these things, so I appreciate you. So Carrie, kind of tell us, you know, um, how you got here today. I mean, you've had a, a pretty, you know, incredible journey, but it, you had to fill us in some of those little bit of nitty details. Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of people in our field um, with a heart for dementia care has a personal tie. And I am one of those um, for sure. My grandmother unfortunately passed away from dementia when I was 13. So definitely a time where I wasn't like clued in on what was happening at all. Very confusing time. Like what happened to grandma? Um, but I know my, you know, my dad was the family caregiver and that stuck with me for sure. And uh, when I was able to go to college, uh, the University of Nevada, Reno, they had a gerontology program. So I focused everything into that. And truly, um, I knew I, I loved being around um older people. And then when I started my first internship and job, it was at an intergenerational adult daycare center. So truly magical. It's, you know, where you can have preschoolers and the elders in one place. And uh, we can just have a wonderful time together and learn from each other. So that solidified my passion. Um, and I went on to get my master of science and some other credentials. Um, but I went through these jobs as, you know, director of an adult daycare center, uh, director of activities and memory care, things like that. And all that I saw as a pattern really was these incredible family caregivers do not have support. <laughs> I know professionals don't either, but um, I, you know, I, I was finding that I was the first person to hug a family caregiver and say, this sucks. This really sucks. And you're not alone. 
And, you know, you can cry, you can be mad, um, you know, and all these things. And when they would just, you know, into my hug and just like collapse and say, why you're the first person to say this to me. And for some of them had been years and years. And that's what really started my, how can I tell every caregiver how amazing they are and that they're not alone because they're so isolated. Um, so that's where Dementia Darling started. And that's where my Instagram persona happened. <laughs> and it's my life now. I mean, I talk about dementia all the time. And uh, it's it's truly my life and to make sure that people know that they're not alone. That's so powerful. Because I think, you know, as you know, that spouse, that family, even though you're surrounded by people can absolutely feel alone still. And they look at it as though it's just them in this place that no one else has ever gone through this before. And mm -hmm. it's very hard and confusing to find resources. And I think you Google dementia and you'll get, I don't know, umpteen different things about affordable care, some studies on it, some potential treatments, some things that are just not what you need. And that's that human connection. Like what yeah. do I do when they don't want to take a shower? Like that's all I care about today. Not, <laughs> no, there's 30 types of drugs you could take. Like, that's no, that's not what no. I mean. And, and I think, you know, what's the, the hard part here is we've got to find out how we make that more mainstream, right? The first yeah. thing can't be, Hey, what med can I give them? Like, come on, like that doesn't work. You know? Yeah. And one of the things you talked about, Carrie, was just being able to give a caregiver a hug and say, this sucks. What you did yeah. was validate them, of course. And yeah. People don't get that validation and, and then they, they get into that cycle of, I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to isolate. I'm not going to yeah. take my loved one out. We're not going to go to dinner like we always used right. to do. Yeah. And everybody's quality of life goes like this. So mm -hmm. it's the validation and, and just keying off of what Francis was just talking about. When you, when you have validation, then you can start to move into acceptance a little bit. When you move into acceptance is when you can maybe open up and say, wow, maybe I can, I, I can do some things that we used to do. Exactly. Yeah. And since dementia is progressive, you're always trying to keep up. Right. And so you're, you don't know how, cause it's so unpredictable. They're like, it's not even worth going out and risking right. something to happen. And it's like, it is though, you know, with the quality of life, it's worth trying and adapting and, and the education piece comes in where, you know, yeah, they might look silly in certain aspects, but that's, that's on commu the community. We all need to educate ourselves that this is not out of the norm and that we are the ones that need to adapt. So let, with that being said, what do you think could be your top two tips for like a restaurant or even a grocery store? Yes to understand how to be more accommodating to not only someone living with dementia, but maybe someone that's a little bit older as well too. So you got to, you know, what are your two best tips? Sorry to um, put you on the spot. So no, no, no. I love this because that's actually one of my goals with dementia darling. One day I want to like kind of work with, um, if you've ever heard of dementia friendly, so yeah, yeah. Dementia friendly. Yeah. You, the USA, mm -hmm. the, the national one, and then they have ones everywhere, you know, and yeah. I'm a part of the one in Las Vegas where I live okay. and, okay. Um, I don't get to go as much as I'd like because of work, but they're there and they're incredible. And um, so my goal one day is to like have actual training sessions for everyone from hospitals to hair salons and everything in between. And like you said, not just necessarily people living with dementia, people that are aging and also the caregivers, because 
caregivers, as we just said, they might not go out. They might not go get their hair done because they have to bring their mom that has dementia with them everywhere. And so if the salon knew how to adapt and how to welcome the mom, then they wouldn't lose the caregiver as one of their clients. Client. So it's all these yep. things. So it's like, it's beneficial to these businesses. It's yep. beneficial yep. to hospices for sure. Oh my gosh. But so with that being said, education, I, okay. I number one education. I like it. Yeah. These managers, these bosses need to take control and find education out there for this. Um, and that's what breaks the stigma. So mm -hmm. I would start with that and re reaching out to local resources and just seeing what is um, already being done. And if you're not seeing something, fill the needs, start a group, um, do something, but be, you know, don't think that others have to do it all. You can be the one to make that change for your community and for your industry, even if it's not talked about in, you know, your industry, this issue. Um, don't wait for dementia to be something impactful in your life to take yeah. this step. So, yeah, I mean, education and finding resources um, around you already. But, uh, you know, it's mainly just getting the information and going from there. So we can plug then Dementia Darling, follow Dementia Darling on Instagram, right? And see, and yes. see what for uh, some of those tips. Because I also think, too, you don't need to consume all the education. I think someone here education goes, I don't have 20 hours a week to learn. Like, come on. Like, what? You know, so when you mean education, can you kind of break that down a little bit as to what could that look like for someone? Yeah. So like, even for example, I, ha I had such a cool um, uh, executive director tell me recently, she prints out my posts and puts them uh, in the, wow. in the break room. So oh, okay. simple, you just read how to communicate better one day. Okay. Easy. Um, Interesting. You uh, yeah. And I like, I'm like you and I think everyone should take things slow, especially in dementia education, especially when you're a caregiver, because if you're taking it in all at once, when you get that diagnosis, whoo, you're going to get burnt out real fast. You want to take it into bites because it's going to get way too overwhelming seeing the whole function of the disease all at once. So that's why I really like, you know, short videos from dementia care blazers. She's one of the favorites um or on you know her profile on instagram right. even okay. shorter um right. you can learn so much from these incredible uh women online you know be like care is another one she's huge mm -hmm. uh and she i've learned so much from her so you can you can actually learn a lot if you watch one of those a day i think that's pretty easy to take in and I love that approach. I think that's what we need. And, and so what we'll do is we'll make sure we kind of highlight those in our show notes as well too. put them in the comment section for those, you know, those, those fantastic links is I do think we can bite size communicate and understand and just ask a simple question. Like what's a tip for showering, right? It doesn't need to be a eight hour course, right? It can be, you know, a two minute video going, Oh, that's a great tip. I'll try that next time. But I will also say what works today might not work tomorrow yes. <laughs> and, that, and that's okay. So it's okay that the skill you learn today needs to be changed or adapted for that next day. And I would say, don't get frustrated because that's one of the things I see a lot is someone's like, well, I don't understand this worked yesterday and I tried it Wednesday and they threw the plate of food at me. Well, that's okay. First off, it's not your fault. Let's not get angry. Let's be like, what can I do differently today? And I think that's the one thing um, that I love about dementia is no two days are the same. And it makes you push yourself to be better every day because the better you are, the better you can serve those that need your support. 
Absolutely. That's, that's, that's part of the psychosocial support for the caregivers, right? Um, and helping them along the path and understanding so that they're not, you know, they do feel alone and they do feel confused because there's no every, you've seen one case of dementia, you've seen one case of dementia. And everyone's journey is different. Yeah. So it's really how do we step through that journey together? Um, would love your thoughts on that, Carrie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and just like you were saying, it's so it's again, isolating, right? If you maybe see a tip, you try it, but you aren't aware that not all tips work for everyone with dementia. And right. So you're like, oh, I did it wrong. This isn't going to work for me. And then you give up. So right. it's, it's you isolate yourself even more. So it's it's this, again, we have to educate, we have to talk about these things. And I, I'm always trying to encourage caregivers to talk about this in their daily lives, to talk about it with the most random people they can think of, because you never know who's already being touched by it, yeah. um, which is, and so it can create these friendships and you can learn about all these things um, that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise. So to not shy away from this part of your life, because- yeah it's something we don't talk about, you know, some, um, yeah, yeah I it's in the, it's in the back room. Right? I remember I gave a simple tip that the, this lady was like, well, my husband, every time I bring him food, he doesn't eat it. And I said, well, are you bringing it from behind or the side? She's like, yeah, that's how I've always served him. I said, well, what if you bring it straight on, you look right at him and you really make a big presentation. And she's like, ah, I don't know. I said, just try it one time. She comes back a week later and goes, that's all it took. He just didn't know the food was there. And I was like, you know, it's those little things that I think sometimes we often expect this education, right. To be overwhelming and this big it's. And I think that's where people don't want to start. It's like, no, it's a 30 second tip could change your day. And that's all it takes to put you in a better state of mind, to put your loved one or your best friend or whoever it is that you're providing support for. And again, if we start small, you don't understand the impact that can have. I mean, I always say is, you know, fear and anxiety on the other side of that hill is happiness and joy, right? If we can just overcome that little bit of fear, that little bit of anxiety, great things are going to happen. And I think that's where we are with dementia, right? Is it's time for us to say, look, it's not in the back of the building. It's not someone else's problem. It's a community problem that we just have to acknowledge it's okay to have this diagnosis and it doesn't mean the end, right? It's not who this person is. It's a small, small blip in the radar of this person's journey. And, you know, that's what we've got to remember. They're still who they are. They're just a little bit different and different's okay, right? Yes, so. yes. This is a person living with dementia. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, there's so much more to them. And and that's why, you know, person-centered care is so important. That's why we love Tifa Snow, of course, yeah. things, you know, these wonderful trainings. And, but that's why, you know, it's a, it's an ever evolving education for right. these professional caregivers and family caregivers. We always have to be yeah. learning and building on that, not just doing one training and calling it quits. <laughs> it needs to be all the time. Right. And it doesn't need to be, like you said, really intense. It can be right. those, those quick tips and tricks because that's what you need that's where I learned the most was on the floor, building my toolkit with all these little things I know that are quick tri uh, tricks that save me so much and can, and I can just tell others and they're like, oh my gosh, like there's this depends trick that people literally like, 
what? They're mind blown every time I talk about it. And it's like, <laughs> I wish I had known about that one too. Are you talking about the threading? You talking the, about threading the threading through the pants. And it's mind blowing for people. Why it do we share this information? It's the coolest thing ever. I remember when I was first doing hands on care and I learned that tip. I was like, saved me so many hours of and frustration for the for the person that that is experiencing this yeah, i learned that tip and i will never go back it is the coolest thing in the entire world and it is so much faster and the cool part is when you put the briefs on and the clothes you can pull them up together never they it's, never even know never even done know. and done it's my yep. most viewed video yeah i, I can imagine because that is the coolest tip i mean that was when mm -hmm. i learned that like 2013 i was like where was this three years? Like, it was just like, oh my gosh. So I love it. You yeah. know, on the, on the quick bites of education, I I'll, I'm going to let my eighties show here. Um, I call that just in time education. You need it on demand and you need what you need when you need it, yes. not to have to sift through a lot of things. And, you know, AI is going to change a lot of that as we go yes. forward. Uh, and, and I think that there are some tools out there that can, that are already really helpful in this realm, especially the content that you're putting out there on Instagram and the content that Tipa Snow puts out there. And hopefully some of the things that we're doing are educational for people and inspiring. Um, this is our bright spot series and you're obviously a bright spot <laughs> dementia darling. Um, and I, I want to ask you, how did you come up with the name dementia darling? Oh, I, I have no cool story for that. I was literally, I was an activity director somewhere and I, it just came to me and I was, and I went to the woman at the front desk and I said, is this a cute name? I'm like, feel, I keep saying it over and over. I'm like, dementia darling. And she's like, yes, do something with it. And the next thing I started my Instagram. I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love it. Love so Karen, I want you to leave our viewers and, you know, those family caregivers with your, Let's say, how about tip of the week that you have for them? Oh, my goodness. You know what? A thing that I've been really um, focusing on lately is focusing on the timeline they're in. So someone in uh, mid to late stages might be in a different timeline than they, than you are uh, and not in our reality, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. if someone is calling you their mom, um, don't be upset because that means you're still someone they see as someone uh. that they can confide in and that they love. So you might be their daughter, but they're in a timeline where they're 16 and they don't have a daughter. So uh, you're their mom and you're a safe place for them. So take it as a compliment that she loves me enough that I'm her mom. So that's how I look at it. I was someone's grandma and it was the most beautiful duty I've ever had. And I told her like she was my grandkid and I tried my best. Um, but that's something I really like to focus on is um, I love that. It's I not love that. that is a fantastic way to to yeah. end this. And Carrie, cannot thank you enough for for being on, for your knowledge, for your wisdom, for what you do, and and how you share. And we will definitely have to have you back on, and you know, talk a little bit about some of the stuff you've got in the background there uh, next time. And um, yes. we will make sure to oh, highlight some of the great tools and friends that you have in the back. But Carrie, thank you as always, and we really appreciate you. you being uh, on our show. And look forward to talking really soon. Yes, thank, thank you, so Carrie. Can't wait. Thank All you. Right. Bye. All right. We've got a quick little Maverick moments here that we're going to highlight. And then we will end with a little bit of collaboration and aging. So Catherine, yes, you want me to start will. or are you ready? Do you want me to roll? Collaborate. I'll start. All right. I'm going to be a, 
a tiny bit self-serving today. Um, yep. There was a news article published yesterday in McKnight's that is um, Atria Senior Living, large provider, has uh, is officially deploying Alexa for Senior Living across their entire portfolio wow. nationwide. They are the first ones to do this. And for, for people who don't know, Alexa for Senior Living is not like your typical off-the-shelf Alexa. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe this is the way of the future. They're, they are just the first ones to do it nationwide. But uh, in that article, one of our clients was mentioned, who is an Alexa for Senior Living provider or um, community as well. And we're going to see more and more of this because it breaks the loneliness and isolation. It creates more uh, independence for the the residents in the communities. And it it's far more efficient for staff. So what I love about it is it is just the beginning of this digital transformation that is underway. And I love seeing it take place. I think that's pretty cool. I'm going to spin it the other way. I'm going to talk about the affordability component. So there's no really one article that I want to highlight. But what I do want to highlight is speaking with you know technology and things like that, senior living providers and operators have to take it upon themselves to look at this affordability crisis, not and as well as state legislators and even federal legislators to take a look at what are we really doing to serve those that are different socioeconomic status. This cannot be such a stark difference between the have and have nots for those that have come before us and have aged and have deserved the right opportunity to be cared for the right way at the right time. I mean, Colorado alone, I think, is up to losing 400 assisted living medic or memory care Medicaid beds right now in the state alone, just that one state. And what does that mean? It means that we're seeing rising costs across the board. We're seeing people spend their um, finances faster now because costs are up so that they're getting to Medicaid-type programs sooner. But without enough Medicaid beds, what happens? Where do they go? What do they do? How do we finally acknowledge that this is not a problem we can kick down the road? This is a problem we have to solve yesterday. And I and would say it's not just somebody else's problem. So right. if you have the means, that doesn't mean that this is still somebody else's problem. Right. This Correct. is everybody's problem. And, and yeah, I agree. We need to have solved it yesterday. And with that, what do we have coming up, Catherine, here in September? Some big things, I think, right? <laughs> just just a couple days of really, actually three days of really big things. So we have National Collaboration in Aging, September 27th and 28th in Denver, Colorado. Beautiful time to be in Denver. If you haven't visited here at that time, you need to come. Uh, but you also need to come for Collaboration in Aging because we are breaking silos across the entire senior care journey. And we attract innovators. So don't come and expect this to be your typical conference where you're gonna sit in a session and learn something and then go to the expo hall. Not how it works. We are definitely innovating and we have some incredible speakers, incredible content, and we want you to come and help us shake things up for the better across the industry. I, I will say this. I've been thinking hard about this. I will say this. If you want to be reinforced for what you're currently doing as okay, don't come because you will be made uncomfortable and have to look inside to be like, are we really doing it the best way? Are there opportunities for us to look beyond what we know today for a better future tomorrow? And 
it takes a challenge. It takes a tough approach to look inside and be like, yeah, we can definitely do something about this. And I want to do something about this. So we want people there that are open-minded, that want to have this intimate connection. Because yes, even though we're going to have a great large number of people attend, it's still going to be intimate. You're still going to have personal connections made. And you're really going to walk away with a new, fresh mindset as to how we can truly collaborate, break those silos, and improve the future of aging. You bet. So we want to see you there. Francis, what a great show today. And like unbelievable dementia, darling, Carrie is, is yeah, incredible. And this, yeah, I, I'm just thrilled with the show that we had today. Um, and I hope everyone who is listening was too. So join us next week for more of Mavericks of Senior Living. And check out the show notes for all those tips and tricks that Carrie mentioned, as well as those other Instagram and YouTubers to follow for your quick little bites of education. And until then, go out, make a difference, and pay it forward.